Hi, this is Phil DeBella, and you're listening to Flashcast by PDB. Today, I'm joined by a fabulous young man by the name of Nicholas, who's just finished grade 12, and um, we thought we'd do things a little bit different. We're going to get Nicholas to interview me. So as a uh, 17-year-old going on to 18, about to start university this year, and and, um, create some magic and do amazing things on the back of getting great grades, um, I I thought it'd be great to get Nicholas to ask some questions um, to myself of what goes through the head of a 17-year-old. So I'll hand over to Nicholas, and um, he can lead the uh, conversation for the next nine minutes. Hey, Phil, thanks so much for having me. I guess we're about to start it off with this question. Um, How do you spend most of your time at Abbotsford Coffee? So Abbotsford Road, obviously New York, um, is it taught me something new. I I built the Bella Coffee, as you know, and I was there every day, um, you know, building the business. Um, Abbotsford Road is in New York, so I'm only there about four times a year. But what I've learnt with Abbotsford Road is that you don't actually have to be there um, to make things happen when you've got good people around you. So the short answer is I employ people with amazing um, uh, values and the same vision, and um, and I stay in constant touch with them using today's technology that enables me to be able to still be part of the business uh, but most of it is build trust and trust that I'm there for them anytime they need so to reach out thank you so much that's that's a great response I'll definitely take a lot away from that um another question I had was how do you generate excitement for your products to like clients yeah, look, it's all about excitement. I talk about emotional engagement, um, and excitement's a form of that. In business, all you're doing is connecting a person to a product or a service, um, and the magic that, um, or you know, the magic formula that gets people to choose your product or service is emotional engagement. And one of those emotions is excitement. So if somebody's excited about your product or they're excited about your service, um, then they're going to choose you. And I think the best way to create excitement is to solve problems. So to create products that uh, people actually need um, or want, uh, because it um, makes them feel good. And is there anything in the near future that you're really excited about? Um, I'm excited about a lot of things. I'm excited about, um, especially after spending a few weeks with yourself away and seeing you finish grade 12 and hearing about your stories, I'm excited about my kids growing up. Um, you know, Annika goes into high school this year in grade 7 and Ali goes into grade 5. I am excited to watch their journey after hearing a lot about your story and, and high school and how hard you've worked and, and the exciting things about school. So I am excited about seeing the kids. And what I'm really excited about is, um, and 2020 for me is going to be more about um, living in the now. It's going to be more about creating amazing moments. It's going to be more about being excited about the future because uh, we all spend a bit too much time looking in the revision mirror um, and I want to spend 2020 and I'm excited about creating new moments and new adventures. Yeah, I think that's a really great response. A lot of people can take a lot away from that. Another question I had is, is there any other methods apart from really effective marketing that increase the perceived value of your products? Yeah, look, the perceived value of your product, as I said before, comes back to emotional engagement. People have to feel emotionally engaged. I've seen many products, many brands, many businesses um, work that I never thought would. And when you analyze why they work, it's because they somehow got people emotionally engaged. And I mean, marketing, I get asked a lot about, you know, well, that's just a marketing machine. Marketing is the art of telling a story so people choose you. And if um, you're telling the right story, well, in order to tell the right story, you need to have a reason, um, you know, behind a product or service. Otherwise, you can't just tell an empty story. Nobody engages. Um, So you'll find that great brands tell great stories, and that's why marketing works, and everybody markets. I mean, when we're trying to go out with a girl or go out with a boy or or whatever it is, or we're trying to get something to happen, and we're always telling a story. If we're, you know, we're we're communicating, we're telling a story right now with Flashcast. And every time you're telling a story, you're creating a brand. Um, Every time you create a brand, you create and emotional engagement um, so perceived value is is that and I mean the one thing to take away from that is that perceived value is what people say about you when you're not in the room 
um, or what people say about a product or brand um, is what perceived value is. What does it mean to them? Yeah, I think that's really useful. Is there any really important choices you made that led to the long-term sustained growth of Debella Choice, like coffee? Like what really, hi- what really highlighted the growth that you experienced? Yeah, great question. Um, it, it was about choosing the right um, customers. It definitely was one of them. Um, it's going to be people, right? So let's just say that um, it's about people. And I break people down to internal and external. So external is customers. Make sure you have the right customers. And, and one specific example there is, um, as tempting as it was, we didn't put our product in a supermarket shelf because the type of customer that would have bought our product would have been not the one we wanted um, because we were targeting that spe- you know specialised cafe industry. Um, the independent cafe owners that's what we were targeting and had we put our product into the supermarket shelves when we were approached then we would have really limited our growth so um, first part of the answer is is in terms of people was choose the right customers then internally um, which is your team members we've got to choose the right customer you've got to choose the right people um, and when it comes to people they have to have the same values and the same vision if they don't share your values and they don't share your vision then it's never going to work and I found that when it comes to people if it's easy today it's normally harder tomorrow the people that are hard to start with that you need to put more work into and and work closer with and and get aligned with generally become easier later on but the short answer is people it's all about people what were the main like reasons that you decided to sell your company i thought that was really interesting like it seemed like everything was going so well did you just like need a break or what was going on yeah awesome um and it's a great question for someone of your age to ask it's i never thought debella would be as big as it would be uh, and with when with size and scale comes pressure, um, and I didn't think that I was the right person to take the company to the next level. I saw that Debella could become a global company, and I didn't think that that was um, I wasn't the right person for that. And I and I talk about personal, professional, and family, uh, and my personal life, um, my uh, um, me personally uh, was starting to suffer. I'd put on a, a lot of weight. Um, I had high blood pressure. Um, you know, I the family stuff had come together nicely, but I had had issues previously because I was traveling a lot but I got the family stuff sorted so I got to a position where I wanted work-life harmony I wanted personal professional family to be harmonious uh, and as many people that are close to me around me said Phil unless you get your health sorted there's no use having an amazing company and amazing family um, so the, the short of it was that I had to do what I needed to to make sure I got my health in order um, and selling the company well the timing is so important when you sell a company and that is that you need to leave something there for other people. So yes, we built Australia's biggest coffee company in what we did like for like. Um, it was the number one brand in the country and that's why we got a record multiple for the business. But we got that because some people were emotionally engaged to wanting to buy it and timing is everything. you got to have your timing and your opportunities line up um, and we did. So um, I, the initial start of it was to get work-life harmony and then it was the right timing and opportunity came along and of course um, the right thing to do because now I've lost 75, 76 kilos i'm healthy um, i've got lots of family time and i'm ready to go again that's great i just had one more question and i think it would like apply to a lot of people um coming on this holiday i've really like experienced what money can buy and like what beautiful things you can get with it and it's sort of like given me a drive to earn like solely money so i can like like if i have kids like give them the same opportunities as i have but like i've talked to you a lot and i found that you've like always said that there's more to life than just making a lot of money And I was wondering if you could just explain that to everyone. 
Yeah, totally. And um, as, as you've heard me say for the last four weeks, money to me is a byproduct of getting things right. Money is a resource. Money is important. Um, but health is always number one, right? Um, and and it's always money at what cost. So I always say never put money before health, uh, never put money before family, because if you've got money but no family or health, and that's why I shared those Steve Jobs last words with anyone and listeners should really download that. Um, you know, Steve Jobs last were, the words, amazing man created, changed the world, had every, every the, the biggest amounts of money you can imagine but at the end of the day he didn't have his health um, and lacked in the family department too Um, so you know what I want listeners to take away from that wonderful question that Nicholas asked is never money before health or family but understand that the importance of money is money is a resource have enough money to do what you want when you want and if you like camping in a camper van that's great your experience is no different to somebody who loves staying in a five-star resort it's do what you love to do and always make the amount of money that you need so that you are secure, so that you feel happy, and so that you have enough money to do what you want to do. And what I've found in my short career at 44, analyzing other people, is that if they chase just money, they actually become less successful. Money becomes that destination. And I say that money's not a destination. Money's got to be part of the journey. There's many, many wealthy people that have lost money and never had money and then made money. There's also a lot of wealthy people that don't have quality of life. And I think that the barometer that people and the message I really want to send home for people when it comes to money and especially people of your age Nicholas is that money is a byproduct of getting everything right success quality of life the measure of a person is not measured in how much money they have in their bank account it's not measured by how much they're worth it's it's about the person that they are it's about the values because I'll finish on this one in the spirit of staying under 10 minutes when we die We don't take anything with us. We don't take our job positions. We don't take our money. We don't take our cars. We don't take our holidays. We take memories. When we pass away and people talk about you, they're going to talk about the type of person you were, the impact that you had, and how you made people feel. So let's spend more time making yourself feel good and making others feel good. Nicholas, thank you so much. It's been an absolute honor to have you um, interview me. Good luck with everything that you're doing. Thank you so much, Phil. It's been an honor to have you too. And I've like learned some really insightful things from you. Thank you so much. Fantastic. Thank you. Until next time, you've been listening to Phil DeBella and Nicholas, and this is Flashcast by PDB. Mm-hmm.